Do you know what will happen? Where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a young and abroad. You get to learn a new Jamaican patois word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the patois word of the day. The patois word is pasa pasa. Word today is taco rum. Our word of the day is duffy. Twang. No little, no little twang. Not true. I enjoy tuning in to what a good. It happens every Friday at 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodge, Quebec, it's La Jamaïque. It what a Yes, I. What a I am a big fan of Wataguan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Wataguan. Big up yourself. Wataguan. Wataguan. Yes, I. Wataguan. Watch Wataguan. Always say I'm going to go Wataguan in my yard. Check it out. 7 p.m. every Hello and welcome back. It's Friday and we all know what time it is. Yes, it's Wataguan time. So you know it's time to go call your neighbor, your friend, shout out through the window, shout out from the veranda, wherever it is, but make everybody know that Wataguan is on and you know who it is. It is your girl from Bunga Town back in the building and this time I'm literally in the building. I'm tuning in today from the Jamaican Association headquarters because tomorrow is our big event. So I am in the building. Welcome back to Wataguan National to our peeps who are listening on Fresh FM Radio London. Just to let you all know that Wataguan is also available as a podcast on Podbeam. Google, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM, and other major podcasting platforms. You can connect with any of those platforms by checking the link on our website at www.wataguan.ca. And by now, you should know what I'm going to say, that remember, Guan is two A's. Welcome to July. Can you believe it? It is almost Christmas. We're in the second half of the year. For our friends in Canada and the United States, we hope you enjoyed Canada Day and Independence Day. We have another great discussion planned for you today. Dr. Heather Dawn Lawson Myers and Stacey Ann Smith from Pursuit International will be joining us to dive into the issues they are seeing with how our society is treating women and children. So stay tuned for that because that will be coming up in a time to reason. And we are at my favorite part of the show, Patwa time. This is where we share a word or a phrase from our beautiful Jamaican Patwa. And today we are going with a word and the word is Gwine. Have you ever heard that word before? Interact with us, engage with us, and tell me if you've heard the word before. If you have, 
use it in a sentence and tell me what is the Englishized version of guine. Remember, down below, if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook, down below is that little box. Just drop some comment in there and let me know. Let us keep the conversation going. But the Patwa word today, a guine. All right. Last week, we had another gem of a program with Shelly and Shakina. They shared their views on what our men need. We heard how women sees the needs of her male partner, why understanding these needs um, is important and how to balance these needs also. The issue of how culture influenced the behavior of our men was also addressed. There were many things to take away from the discussion. Maybe the simplest but most telling point was that it takes both Mars and Venus to commit to understanding each other and that they aren't as different as, as many of us think, right? So engage with me and keep the conversation going. So once you listen to um, what I go on, keep the comments. Comment on points of the show that affect you, but, you know, just keep it coming. Keep it engaging, right? If you missed last week's episode, which it was really good, you can see the replay on Facebook or YouTube. And both of those are what I go on. So Facebook is W-H-T, Aguan, and YouTube is what I go on. So you can just go back there to see the um, replay. We also want you to follow us and make what I go on really national. We want to make it worldwide. So in order to do this and keep up to date on everything that is going on, follow the social media pages now, man. So Facebook, YouTube. LinkedIn, and Instagram. And you can find all of those links on our website at www.wataguan.ca. It's time for us now to hear a little bit of what is happening across Canada. In Calgary, the Jamaican Canadian Association, Alberta, is hosting their annual Grabangalang tomorrow, Saturday, July 8. Get real Jamaican cuisine, including jerk chicken, fish, Aki and salt fish plus curry chickpeas for the vegetarians and beef soup, pea soup, sorry. You can order online at jcaalberta.com but well, by July 5th. You can still call to place your order, but I think this time now you'd have to call the numbers that are listed on the flyer. Pickup is at the JCA building between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. tomorrow, July 8th. Make it a date, call us and order your delicious, yummy Jamaican cuisine now. In Calgary, also, the planning for Carrie Fest 2023 is in full swing and the first major activity is ready. Join the revelers at the container on July 15th, that's next week, Saturday, for the band launch. The jumping starts at 5 p.m. at 1020 2nd Avenue, Northwest Calgary. Plan to join a band and be part of the action. For more information, go to www.carryfestcalgary.ca. Over there on the east side in Toronto, you can register your children for the Intro to Coding for Kids, hosted by the Jamaican Canadian Association. The program runs from July 10 to 28 at the JCA Centre, and that is 995 Arrow Road, Toronto. It's a fun, game-based approach to programming to help young minds engaged. Tutoring available for students in grades 1 to 12. For more information and to register, email smtp 
at jca on jcaaontario.org or call 416-746-5772 extension 249. In Montreal, the Jamaican Association of Montreal presents Jamaica Day on July 22nd at the Martin Luther King Park, and that's at 3220 Avenue, Appleton, Montreal. The event goes from noon to 8 p.m. For more information, call 514-737-8229. Save the date and plan to have a great time. Now a little bit of news from the Nayad. All parish capitals outfitted with free public Wi-Fi. All 14, all 14 parish capitals now have free public Wi-Fi as government continues to expand internet access as part of the digitization drive. Speaking during a post-cabinet press briefing at Jamaica House on Wednesday, July 5th, Minister of Science, Energy, Telecommunications and Transport, Darrell Vaz, informed that the service which is being provided by the Universal Service Fund, USF, is also available in some public parks, green spaces and along pedestrian thoroughfares. These include Cecil Charlton Park and Chapleton Park in Manchester, Devon House, Emancipation Park, Mandela Park, and Olympic Park in St. Andrew, Junction, St. Elizabeth, and St. William Grant Park in Kingston. In total, 19 public Wi-Fi sites have been established in town centers under the program dubbed Connect Jamaica. is my next favorite part of the show. Yes, you can have more than one favorite part. It is now time to ola like a reason. So go grab the coffee, the cocoa tea, and some tough crackers because guess what? It's time to ola like a reason. I'll introduce myself so that at least them know. 
Uh, is there any reason why you keep promoting this tough crackers thing? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like when you... <laughs> Like when you have a reason you need tough crackers. I don't know. I don't oh, have I mean, maybe it's a bongo town thing because me like <laughs> not all of we know the tough crackers thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Anyway, we're gonna talk some tough issues this evening. Yeah. Right? So maybe maybe it really needs some tough crackers because I when talk about you know violence against women and children, especially in Jamaica, yeah. and some serious things happening. So we have some great, 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 great guests today who might shed some light on this and hopefully people learn from it. But not just learn, but act on it, because I think act that's important. So we've got a whole reason and then we talk. Yeah, come on, yeah? All right. Have a good reason. All right, folks. Greetings. Welcome again to A Time to Reason here in Watergon. I'm Donovan Simon. Uh, today we're going to talk about violence against our women and children, some issues and some trends. And it's it's my absolute pleasure to have uh, Stacey Ann Smith. She's the CEO for Pursuit International. She's been uh, the CEO since September 2022. Uh, Stacey has done a number of things over time. She was the Dean of Discipline at Immaculate. She was at Queen's Prep. She's now a, an advocacy campaign tutor at the University of the West Indies. I like this one. I was giving her a little, a little rib about it. She's a graduate from Nichols State University in Louisiana. right? Uh, uh, and with her, is the trustee chair of Pursuit International, Dr. Heather Don Lawson Myers, who's primarily been a dental surgeon for, for a long time, right? Uh, graduate at Howard University, but in recent times she's been giving back through being the, the chair of the or the trustee chair for Pursuit International. They know more about it, so I'm gonna bring them on so that they can share with us what Pursuit International is about and why this issue is so important that they're investing their time in it. Let me welcome Stacey Ann and Dr. Lawson Myers. Ladies, welcome to A Time to Reason here on Watagwan. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Thanks for inviting us. Uh, my, my absolute pleasure. Uh, there is a lot to discuss on this topic, so I want to jump in it as much as I want to talk about Louisiana, Stacey Ann. But, <laughs> but I'm going to hold off on that because there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a lot to cover. Let us start maybe with some definitions, though, so that people watching this or listening to us on, 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 on our podcast understand context. Okay. When we talk about trafficking, especially human trafficking, mm -hmm. uh, can you explain this to me the other day, Stacey Ann? What, what does it really mean and what are some of the things uh, related to it that maybe sometimes people don't really see and understand? Sure. So human trafficking has three main elements. Act means and purpose act is what is done to the victim they are recruited they are hired they are transported they are harbored they are received so recruiting can look like an ad in the paper to work at a massage parlor but when you get there they either take things from you so you can't leave or you realize they're asking you to do more than just the, the prescribed massages that are, are, are done in a massage parlor. It could be you're being recruited for a scholarship or you could be recruited to work as a, somebody in somebody's home. But when you get there, they take away your passport, they take away your travel documents and they keep you working nonstop or they um, add other behaviors like sexual assault. They could hire you and say they're hiring you for a particular job, but then exploit you. 
the person who keeps you locked up in the house could also be doing it for the purpose of exploitation. But I'm going ahead of myself. So it's act, means, and purpose. So means, it's how it's done. Did they use force? Did they coerce you? Like a boyfriend might coerce. We have one of our ladies we worked with, her boyfriend coerced her into prostitution. It could be fraud. It could be a threat. It could be deception. Or it could be, like what many persons know, abduction. And all of that is done for the purpose of exploitation. Mm -hmm. And there are different ways persons are exploited. There could be the typical one persons know is sex trafficking. So they're, they're being forced into prostitution. They're being forced into porn, to do pornography. They're being forced to send um, lewd images to someone who they might have sent it to initially, you know, wanting to, but then being forced to keep doing it because if they don't, it's a threat of exposure. Mm -hmm. But there are other types. You have domestic servitude. So we've had cases like that here where a person got hired to work in the home. But then while they're here, they're work nonstop. They have taken with travel documents. So they have no freedom and they are forced to work. Not like, how you, you know, you pay the person and they have a break and they go to sleep. Not in that form. You also have persons being forced on farms to work. We had a case of, of some boys from from Southern South America that were forced on on a farm, I believe, to work. So you have domestic, you have sex trafficking, you have forced labor, and you also have debt bondage and forced marriage. There are other types of trafficking that are happening around the world. All right, here's a question for both of you, because you, you, you've both gotten involved with Pursuit International. The things you're talking about, are these things happening in Jamaica? Definitely, definitely happening in Jamaica. So just recently, uh, we had some a businessman that was taken. So one of the main areas that we find in, one, in our cases here, well, mostly sex trafficking, but you have a form where persons are brought in from foreign countries and told they're going to work in this kind of scenario. So you're going to work in a shop. We had one case like that. And you're going to be a manager. Now, these gentlemen who signed that contract were told, they were going to be managers. They couldn't read English, so they took the person's word for it. And then when they were actually finally rescued from the scenario, they weren't working um, as managers. Their travel documents were taken. They were being worked all day, all night, and they were all in one small room. We had a case of a girl that was brought in from Haiti. She was nine years old and, you know, a fisherman met up with her aunt and told her to tell her sister, hey, I'll take your daughter over or your niece over and I'll help her to get better schooling in Jamaica and all these promises. Well, she never got to school. She was forced to work in the home as a, as a we call it, helper. Mm -hmm. And while she was there, by the time she turned of age in his eyes, he began abusing her sexually. So we, we are a destination point. We're also a transit point for trafficking. So persons take you from somewhere else. You stop in here and you go somewhere else. And we also have it happening amongst our people. Think of the culture, you know, we, we in certain communities, they need money to take mm -hmm. care of bills. And so mommy or grandma say on the road to get the money. But when you get there, you realize you have to sleep with the person to get the money to carry back to grandma. That is child trafficking. You're exploiting the child sexually, you know. So it's also unfortunately hidden in our culture where it becomes like a normative thing and we yeah. don't even realize it is also trafficking. Yeah. Doc, in, in addition to that, sorry, I, I would just add that there's a leaving the country, coming into the 
Kingston area for a better life. Yeah. And through the internet, um, with Facebook and others, you're lured in thinking that you're coming for something. And really, sometimes it's a dilemma because where they're putting you up is far better than the conditions mm-hmm. which you lived in. You know, it was four people to a room. Now you have your own room. However, you don't know your way around Kingston. The, the switch seems to have stripped tri- a little bit. So what you were initially asked to do, your something more is added to it that you had no idea. Um, and so you're kind of trapped. So we see it happening all the time, every day. We just don't call it what it is. And I want to expand on that. We don't call it what it is. And I'm looking at we there as the society, the community, the, however we, we, we spread that. And that maybe just extend that. Why are we not calling it what it is? We're not calling it what it is because we don't have enough advocates who are sharing what um, this human trafficking thing really is. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Stacy and many young people like her who see the importance, uh, she may not have shared with you, but another thing that Pursued does is educate, mm-hmm. educate kids in school, educate people in churches, educate communities, getting the word out. So when you see something and you can label it, then your, your, your awareness is heightened and then know what to do when you see right. it. Right. And I soon come to that. I want to step back a little bit. Stacey, talk to us a little bit about what inspired the formation of Pursuit and its, its core purpose. Sure, sure. So in 2017, I read an article about sex tourism in Southeast Asia. And after reading up, up on the topic, I decided to do some research about what groups are helping this issue. Now, up until this point, I have never heard of trafficking, and I don't even think it's happening here. It's this new thing that I'm learning about, and it's happening way over there, right? And I'm a Christian, and so I prayed about it and felt led by the Lord to just go and help. I'm a trained um, mental health mental health uh, counselor. And so I said, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to provide counseling services to this organization. So I spent nine months in Southeast Asia and I came back home very fired up. I did a lot of work in brothels over there on the streets with commercial sex workers. And I really felt like I should come back home and find a way to be involved with this still. And so the first thing I did was to host an international fundraising walk called Walk for Freedom with a group called A21. That is an international abolitionist um, organization. Well, after doing that, I, with the prompting of friends and some prayer and guidance, I started Pursuit International in 2018. This year will make it our fifth year, this July. <laughs> Five years of doing this. And so we began by just raising awareness, going into the various places, talking about trafficking. And I can tell you, Donovan, that I remember one of the first places we went to. 
this organization at the end of the presentation, I'm at the back of the room mingling and talking with people and I overhear a lady standing beside me. She has just heard my presentation, just heard the information, the facts, the research, and her comment to somebody, not to me, was, I don't believe trafficking is happening in this country. Mm -hmm. The girls are just bad and they run off with their boyfriend. And I remember thinking to myself, my goodness, how many other persons are thinking like this lady where right, even right. though the facts are there, they still just don't want to believe. Right. And so after doing awareness, I realized that there are women who are vulnerable to a certain type of trafficking, i.e. sex trafficking, and the vulnerable group girls and women between 14 and I believe 20, 21, 25, and also persons who are in the commercial sex trade because the demand for sex trafficking in the sex trade. And so again, again, I'm a Christian, prayed with a friend and we went to a location that was a trafficking hotspot. And we now do street outreach where we engage with the women, build relationships with them, find out their stories and find out their needs and either match them to the resource if we don't have it or provide it for them ourselves. Yeah. And so the tagline of the organization is we go where they are. We still often want them to come to us, but in the area of trafficking and exploitation, where they are, they can't come to the resources, so we have to bring it to them. I want to throw something up on screen so that people see something about purpose. Yes. Uh, I, I, I took this off your website, mm -hmm. uh, and I thought it was really inspiring of, of what it means. You know, it, it's, it's learning to do right and to seek justice and straight out of the Bible and guiding the, the, the cause and because there's so much of this that is happening out there. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I want to, to throw at, at both of you, maybe Doc, I'll start with you, is where does community and government and other agencies fit into addressing these issues? What, what do you see and what do you think are some of the things that we have to fire up on those two fronts in order to get more focus on this? Well, what I would say is there's never enough. But I can tell you that Jamaica stands of the pillars of churches, of communities, of service groups who go above and beyond. And the more we can get the word out there, the more we can be like that pebble, pebble with the, the ripple effect going mm -hmm. far and wide. We can't depend on government to do everything, although government has its place. Mm -hmm. Because what we realize is that Jamaicans are, are by nature caring people. How many people, you know, in a community were raised by a grandmother or aunt or maybe not even their physical relative, but that's how we are, nurturing and, and caring. And so what I found is that there are a lot of people who've been nurturing and caring for people, um, young people, informally. For a long time. So if we can begin to share the knowledge that we have, it's going to make a difference. Listen, you know, if you look at this, the magnitude of the situation, you might say we're doomed. <laughs> There's no help. But I, tell, I can tell you, if each person is doing what they can do where, right where they are. Eventually, the circles will connect and the space covered will continue to widen and widen. Yeah. So who can make a difference? We all can make a difference. Doing what? Doing exactly what you can do in the moment for whoever you can touch. 
and and the magnitude seems to be in in my opinion widening maybe it's a social media thing or just a general media thing because in recent times you keep hearing more and more about violence against our women and children you know i was saying earlier instagram half an hour ago men arrested three girls in 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 a in a in a, in a room in in um, back road as we call it 11 12 and 13 years old stacy uh talk to us a little bit as, about some of your programs on the ground through pursuit international and how do people you know that that you're supporting how do they respond to some of these things sure so we have we're focused on reaching so we do street outreach twice a month we walk along the the, the strip in the kingston area that has lots of commercial sex workers and a brothel and a and a bar and we just build relationships and that has been so significant because the culture once we arrive sometimes the women even stop working as in stop engaging with a potential client just to be able to share you know how well they did on something show a picture of something they cooked so we build relationship with them so that we can go to the next step so we have mentorship and we now provide support groups so a monthly meeting where the women come and they get uh not only encouragement, but they get to hear from other women who have either been exploited, whether in the same way as them, or have a history of abuse, and have been able to have successful lives, either coming out of the industry or having not gone into the industry for a different life. So it's a, it's a support group for them to be able to be empowered to think about a possibility of something else. Now, recently, within this past year, we now have a partnership with HEART, where we're taking them from just relationship, support to now training you and placing you in a job. And so the women are getting the opportunity through our partnership to get this assessment they need, this training they need, and eventually the job placement. But we also have women who don't really feel like going to school is the thing or getting a job is their thing. They are great businesswomen. And so throughout the five years, we have helped several of them start their own businesses by providing the capital. So we provided chicks to, uh, to about two or three women, two women to start a chick farm. We've helped a woman to stock a shop that she built on her family property in the country area. So, and we've helped a person with a farm. So the support is relationship, mental health and wellness, job training, entrepreneurial skills, and of course, spiritual. We always bring in the spiritual part of it because I honestly believe that in order to have true change, spiritual growth has to happen. Yeah, and th that, that's fantastic. I, I love to hear all uh, these different programs. I am still, and Doc, I'm going to push this one again, on how do we drive more awareness and acknowledgement and acceptance in the communities of their role? Because these people have aunties and uncles and fathers and sisters and cousins, right? What are some of the things that you really think that we have to kind of dig into in order to start drive more from the community level to cut down on this violence against our women and children? So here's what I would say. What we're doing now speaks volumes. You're reaching people that maybe have no idea that this is happening or to the degree that it is happening. A lot of times 
communities have particular behavior patterns. The mother did it, the grandmother mm -hmm. did it, the young girl is coming and she's doing the same thing. But if we have mentors, people who think a little differently, who can have the ear of a young lady, it can make a difference in the decisions that she makes. It can change the trajectory of her life. Um, I recall listening to Professor Maureen Sams Vaughan speaking once and saying that your brain actually can change physically if kids stay in an environment that is violent and highly sexualized. However, if there is someone in their life, whether it be a Sunday school teacher or a teacher, Sabbath keeper, who speaks differently, that change doesn't take place in the brain. So I say this to say each one can make a difference. Mm -hmm. You going into a community, having a voice that says something different from the culture in the community can make a difference. Because if you think that you are going to go in and change a whole community, it may be daunting and you may feel stuck, mm -hmm. um, overwhelmed. But if you walk beside one, <laughs> it may change the trajectory of that person's life who in turn may impact other lives. And so mm -hmm. to take it one person at a time is what I think is the best way to do it until you have resources to do more. Yeah. Sharing the vision, sharing what is happening with as many people as possible, such as what you're doing here, also makes a big difference. Yeah. And I'll talk about the fundraiser in a little bit. Stacey, just before that, though, I want to kind of maybe dabble with legislation and other uh, things on the legal front that may support some of what you're doing. Are there areas like that that Pursuit International looks at and advocates and promotes? So we don't do much work in the in the legal part of what's happening in Jamaica. I I personally, because I'm a therapist, may have been on a couple a case or two to help with counseling a victim per se, but pursued on a whole, what we do is teach people what the laws are so they can mm -hmm. be able to know what they have at hand. And I believe Jamaica has done some great things in the area of law. For instance, it is only a case of trafficking is tried only by a judge. They found that having a, 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 a group of jurors who don't understand the intricacies of trafficking could negatively affect you know, um, the outcome of the trial. And so what they have done is they have trained and specific only judges are able to try trafficking cases. That's a mm -hmm. significant thing. They also have the TIP Act. And in the TIP Act, you know, it is clearly stated that nobody can be, nobody can be coerced or say that they, they allow the trafficking. So nobody mm -hmm. can say, but she comes, so it's not trafficking. That's, that's not, that's not going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And they've also come down really heavy on offense, uh, the, the, what you get as a punishment, I'm sorry, for the crime. So they're doing their part in handling and making sure legislation does their part in ensuring that these cases are convicted and that we get a high rate. Of course, as was said by, by HD, our culture, we're still learning what it is and right. our 
a big part of what it is is if you have persons listening is to like reach out to us and say can you do a presentation virtually or find a group locally and say can you come and do a presentation at my job especially if you work in the service industry you need to have your staff aware that this person looks kind of funny walking into the ho the hotel right now or this person that, that come into the to the ER every day and they look kind of funny do they have a brand on them is the person standing with them, not giving them any freedom to speak? When you know these signs, then you as an individual can be like, this don't look right. Let me call the number I was told to call. Or you own a business, can say, let me put it. You know, diaspora, persons could be brought there from the country and they come get some Jamaican food at your restaurant. This look funny. Or putting a sign in the restaurant to say, if you see these things, or this person do this to you, call this number. This is where you get the help. That's how you raise awareness. So it's the normative to say, that doesn't look right. I'm going to make a call. Or that doesn't look right. You can make the call. Yeah. And uh, let, let's let's jump into supporting Pursuit here. And for, for persons watching, uh, you say, fifth anniversary. So there are yes. a couple of things that, couple of things that Pursuit does, including a virtual fundraiser. And I'll tell you why we don't typically, you know, do this kind of promotion. But I think it's important, especially for people, people in the diaspora, right, to, to support what, what Pursuit is doing. So talk to us a little bit about this fundraiser, right, and maybe a couple of programs or specific areas that are supported by this. So this is our first ever fundraiser of this magnitude. But what this fundraiser will do is support several things. One, every Christmas we have what's called Christmas in the city. And what that does is provide groceries for the commercial sex workers that we work with so that they can be able to have the Christmas that everybody else has. Instead of us going and getting tin donations and things they don't even want to eat, we give them the dignity of walking into the supermarket with their own grocery voucher and purchase what they want to purchase and feel that pride of walking home with the grocery bags and say, hey kids, here's what we're going to be eating or having or doing for Christmas. We also, at the Christmas in the City initiative, we actually treat them to a Christmas dinner, a full spread, have the place properly decorated. You should see their face. One person <laughs> actually cried. She's like, this is for us? Because they've only been treated as objects, what they can give to their clients. And here mm -hmm. we're persons saying, we're doing it for you because you deserve to be loved. We're also starting a counseling program that will help to reduce the return rate. And so this fundraiser will help to support payment for like in location, you know, handling the, the cost of the materials that we're going to be using to do the program. And this program is an evidence-based curriculum. So it's not just something we pull to the sky. I say, let's do it. It's been done in over 125 aftercare facilities for trafficking victims and sex workers in the United States. And so now we're going to be pioneering that program here in Jamaica. So that's some of the things that your funds will go to. And if you're in the diaspora, it's simply a click away. You go to our website, www.perstudeinternational.com, click donate, and right there, like we use Amazon, you just Plug in the amount you want to give and that. <laughs> uh, all right, brilliant. Uh, hopefully, people jump on and, and and make sure you support the thing, right? Because we can we can we can address this. Uh, Doc, I'm going to come to you again on on on, on the community thing because you know, you drive these trustees which support what what Stacy and the the, the 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 team is doing. 
what are some of the messages that we need to start driving out from a, from a cultural perspective that, that will change some of these practices? We, where are some of the, the hotspots? Because in, in recent times, it seems like, I don't know, something happened where we're seeing some, some acts and some, some treatment against our women and children that people would say have never seen or heard of before. So what are some of those key areas that we need to start tackling uh, both through pursuit and as individuals? So I'm not going to necessarily name communities. Mm -hmm. And the question is, are these things new or are they more um, publicized now that we're right. so into social media and the like? And I think it's probably a little bit of both. And I think what we really want to drill down on is there is a particular pattern of way things work in inner city communities. Mm -hmm. There's actually somebody who is in control and everybody in the community seems to have to give in to whoever is in control. And so it causes everybody to think a certain way. And, and this is why I drill down on don't expect everybody to change, but if you can go in and pluck one and make a difference with that person's ear, Listen, you know, one of the things that um, was done recently, Pursued and some others who mentor young ladies, we actually had a luncheon that was formal. We told them to dress up in their Sunday best and we taught them table etiquette and we had a fashion show and it was put on by Dress for Success, which is um, a, a, a one of those places where if you're out of work and you want to get back in, they will dress you up, suit you up and, you know, train you for your interview. And those young ladies got a taste of what things should be going back into their community. Because if, if they stay and they are going to an interview, they're going to dress the way mom dressed, Susie dressed. So we have to find creative ways to not make people feel put down, but to touch. Sometimes you touch one, sometimes you touch a little small group. But the idea is we recognize that I am because we are, right? right? So what we can do one-on-one, -on -one, two be two, let's be, let's be ready to do that. And might I say that Although we think in terms of inner city communities, this thing is broad brushed. It's, yeah. it's, more, it's more widely based than you would imagine. Um, there's just one more thing I want to piggyback on. A lot of times when people are encouraged to raise funds for something in Jamaica, you have to question how much of what I'm giving is going towards what. Well, I can say from my position that funds go directly to support what we speak about. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you may hear things and think that this is a wonderful idea, but you wonder, eh, is it going to go to where they say it should go? Mm -hmm. I'm here to vouch for the fact that if you send a dollar, the dollar is going towards that. Yes. So let me underscore that. <laughs> As one who was one who donated long before I got this position. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and make sure we we'll push some of the donations. Uh, the clock is ticking. We have a few more questions. Uh, Stacey, what are some of the goals that Pursued International wants to achieve over the next little bit uh, through, through some of the, the programs? That's a good question. Uh, some of the goals that we have is to increase awareness in our country. We really need for more persons to know what trafficking is and be able to make a report. It needs to be normative that you know what it looks like and you know where to report it to. Um, we also want to break the the view of how people have of what people have of commercial sex workers. There's a particular lady that I'm thinking of even right now who grew up in a foster home was abused by her father, sent hither thither and yon to different locations, fell in love with a gentleman in the Kingston area who promised her all these wonderful things, and then he planted her on the streets to work while he put his, his stall behind her selling drinks. Every Christmas before she met us, she was kidnapped. Every Christmas before she met us. And her relationship with us, her mentor and her work through safe practices, and she's no longer on the road. And she mm. now has her um, training in being a security guard. But the thing is, before that, all you would have seen is a girl on the road in a costume. She used to wear costumes like children's outfit and nurse's outfit. And you're just thinking, look at this, whatever yeah. people think. Right. But she's a mother. She's an abused woman. She was in foster care without parents. And now what she is, is a security guard living with her family in a loving relationship. She's left this man. She saw the light and like, oh, this is not love. And now she's healthy. So we want to change the view. But we also want to reduce the amount of women on the streets who think this is their only option. We right. want that there are empowered women who have real alternative options so that when they say, okay, you know what, I'm finished with this, they have something to do so they can take care of their kids. Uh, that, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, folks, if you're watching, PursuitInternational.com is where you can go to learn more, to support, and of course, if you have some comments, feedback, ideas, it doesn't matter where you are in, in the world, right? Uh, you can support it. Uh, we have two seconds to, to give a last word. Doc, anybody watching and, and you want them to take away one thing from our discussion today, what, what would that be? We're all God's children, equally valued, equally loved by him. And sometimes when we see different scenarios, we tend to put people in a box, as mm -hmm. Stacey was saying. And we don't recognize that some people were lured into a situation and they're stuck. And if we can do one little thing to unstuck them, why not? Yeah. Stacey, if, if, if there's one thing that people take away from watching or listening to the program, what, 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 what would you want that to be? Go. Go where they are, just like our name says. Pursue justice, pursue change. You can do something in your own corner. I grew up sheltered, didn't know trafficking, prostitution, nothing. And it was just by me going that I am here today. So just go. All right, that's brilliant. Uh, I want to thank both of you, Dr. Heather Don Lawson Myers, Stacey Ann Smith from uh, Pursuit International. This was fantastic. Thanks for sharing with us here on A Time to Reason. What I want. You're welcome. Thank you.
Cool, another one, another good, yes. another good one. Yes, I tell you, some good, <laughs> some good armor knock pan nail, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, some of these things. Who would have thought? You know, you look at Jamaica, and sometimes you would never imagine some of these stories. And and maybe one of the things I I that resonated with me, or one of the things, is. You know, sometimes we see people and we don't know their story. No. If you're in Kingston, and it happens all over the world. Sex trade is, is a universal thing, right? Yep. But do we really know the story behind the people that are involved, right? And do we take yeah. it for granted that there is just one line of uh, possibility, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Some of the, the things that are happening are absolutely crazy you know i have daughters so every time i see some of these things yeah uh, you know it it, it it will wrench your heart to think that somebody would sit back and design a plan but is that everyday thing i need to happen yeah yeah and and the, some of the sad part and um, you know to touch on it is is how oftentimes mothers <laughs> are, are are very Instrumentally, yeah, you yeah. know, and as I'm saying, sometimes we don't understand what is what is behind it. And yeah. one logic, you know, I, I remember somebody talking to me about a community where you know, you know, and, and the doctor was saying the Don said, Boy, I'm a your daughter when she reached 15. Yep, and and it's an order. And out of fear, people comply, and comply. the rest is history, right? Uh, and you have country to because what you find is that some of them would send send the child away to stay in the, whatever country they come from, yeah. or they originate from. They would send them there just to escape. But yeah, I've even heard situation where people would stand up and say, "No, I end up losing them lives." So it's like yeah, man. crazy stuff, man. Yeah. Street yard. So, folks, yeah. if you watch the thing, support Pursuit International, support other initiatives that are working to give some of these people a second chance or to give them a first chance in some cases. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so, who knows? All right, listen, I go run because there are things to do and places to go. So, take yes, care and we'll right. again next week. All right. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah, have a good one. All right. I hope you were fully listening and hope you were tuned in. Yes, Jamaica nice, but even though somewhere nice, we do have the scabs that, you know, that shows and, and need to be picked up. And just to um, reiterate what Donovan said, please support initiative like this because it takes money to care, as sad as it may sound. But it's true and they, they can't do the work that they would want to do without funding so if you're able to please connect with um shelly and dr oh lord davis smith i, I forget her name now sorry doctor <laughs> um and you know and see how you can help the the initiative and i'm not seeing any comments nobody not people why would you not respond to me part of the day 
Hey, Miss Lil. Well, go on. Good evening to everyone. Good evening to you too, Miss Lil. But you must talk to me, man. And you must tell me the patch word uh, and comment on the thing them. I make the thing lively. So, guine, the English word for guine is going. I don't know why Jamaican people stay so. How we join them two words together and get guine, but guine is going. So, like I said, me guine take up my clothes off of the line or me guine give my big lick. I say, so, guine is going. So, whenever you hear it, another one, make sure not write down these words and practice to use them. So, when you go back to yard, especially for those of us who were born here or been living here a very long time, practice when you go back to make them know, say, yeah, yard, you belong. All right. So, the patro word was guine. And I want to, so next week's show, again, come back next week because it's going to be another good one. But this time we're going to talk about Jamaican food. So it's going to be about Jamaican cuisine. What makes it so special? And I've seen some arguments because, you know, us Jamaicans, we think our food is the best in the world, which it is. And Jamaicans, so I'm biased, but... We're going to be focusing on that. It's getting close to independence time in Jamaica, and we'll be looking at some elements of our culture over the next few weeks. Food is a special part of our culture. What makes ackee and saltfish, oxtail, curry goat, jerk chicken, stew peas, escofish fish, dumpling with a fryer, boiler, roast, manish water, and so much more remains so special for Jamaicans and others. Chef Oswald Clark from Elegante Pal Palettes, from Elegance Palettes will join us to share some ideas, tips, tricks, and more about Jamaican cuisine. It should be fun. Plan to join us next week and come out and learn a little bit more about the food we eat because you know there is going to be a story always behind our food. Also to remind you that you can share your message on Wataguan National. Do that while we share our stories and experience. Advertise with us as we grow. Contact us via wataguan.ca or our social media handles. And those are Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, and our website at www.wataguan.ca. You can connect with us via email or our, our um, Instagram or, oh, sorry, our social media channels. Our email is wataguancnd at gmail.com. And as always, guan is two A's. Remember, share the thing like food. Follow, like, subscribe, share, reel, do all the things that you can, but share all our handles, our Facebook, our Insta, our YouTube, our LinkedIn. Share it like how you share good food or even bad food because you might think it tastes good. But share the thing and let us take this thing fully worldwide. All right. This is another end of another week and end of another show. And it is your girl from Bongotown saying, Uno walk good and have a blessed week. See you next week.
Welcome to a 